0: We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives Until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame Come on down. I'll make a deal, just that. me spin the wheel to win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome back to a new episode of Come On Down the Game Show Podcast, hosted by me, John Baker. And me, Jonathan Motney.
1: Nice. Thanks, man. I've been working on that for a full week. That was
0: that was hype, as the kids say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, today we're going to be talking about, I think, a very, a very important game show in our lives. I would say it shaped me as a human. Wow. I think it shaped a lot of people Mm -hmm. and it's shaped a lot of rock as well. Yeah. And that of course is Legends of the Hidden Temple. Ooh, I like you did a little hidden, hidden hidden hand motion there. Um, before we start, I think we have a sponsor. I have acquired another sponsor for us. Okay. And I'm supposed to. I was told not to open my email until now.
1: Did you know what the title of the email, what's the message subject?
0: Don't read until recording today's aids. Today's ads. Ads. Yeah. Uh, That must have been a typo on my part. Sorry. So I'll go ahead and open it now.
1: Yeah. And are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Our sponsor today is a small startup called Tree Extends with a Z.
0: What's the first thing most people do once the new year starts in January? I'm glad we they clarified when the new, new year, year starts, starts in yeah. G- yeah. Sometimes it starts in other months, but when it starts in January this right. is the first thing. Right. Well, you know how like do? some fiscal
1: calendars will start like in June oh, in March or, or yeah, 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 that makes sense. Uh, I throw my tree out if it's
0: real or pack up the fake tree and put it in the attic. You and everyone else. Not there are some lazy people. Yeah, well, we'll see. Okay, the laziness might pay off. You and everyone else, but with Tree Extends, that monthly tree can become a yearly tree. Uh oh! Wow, twist. Tree Extends is a subscription service that sends you a new themed box of ornaments each month. For example, in January, you'll you'll receive a box of resolution ornaments. Every time you get up on a, every time you get up on a resolution, you can take it down from the tree. Or oh, sorry, I read this very poorly. For example, in January, you'll receive a box of resolution ornaments. Each one represents a personal New Year's resolution. Every time you give up on a resolution, you can take it down from the tree. Yeah. For February, Tree Extends will send you a box of Valentine's Day-inspired ornaments. Or, if you're single, a box of President's Day tree decorations. (laughs) Not any Black History Month or... Uh well I mean this is
1: just an example okay, so okay. for example.
0: All 45 presidents are included. Even the one everyone hates, that dickhead James Buchanan. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, do you know there are only 44 presidents? Really? Yeah, there's one counted twice. Weird. Grover Cleveland. What kind of ornaments are sent in March and April? A box of March ornaments includes improv. Oh. Yeah. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Uh, It's actually just a bunch of live leprechauns (laughs) that you hang on the tree. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. And April? Oh, the box of April ornaments is, uh, you know how they say, April showers bring May flowers? Yeah. Uh, Instead of putting a star on the tree, it's a showerhead that requires actual plumbing, and you can (gasps) shower under the tree for the month of April. That's crazy.
1: Uh, Wow, now I can keep my tree up all year and spread joy through my household every
0: day. Come on down, listeners. Get their first subscription box free and then 10% off the next five boxes. Just go to
1: their website, no, not that extends, the other extends.com. And type in the
0: code, come on tree for your discount. Oh, okay. Don't do that. I mean, you can type that in, but don't do that. Yeah, right. Tree extends. Keep your wood up all year long. Okay, so it just got a little, all right. Well, I felt like it was kind of lazy of them to just have a couple of my lines say improv. Well, I think they know that we can bring that to the table. Okay, And
1: um, I mean, they're going to have to do it now because we said it. They're (laughs) going to have to change the product line. I didn't
0: didn't even think about that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Or maybe they just knew where we were going to go with it.
1: You know how we like to do improv on our end? I think companies like to keep that spirit within the company as well. So they're like, guys, we don't know what we're going to be making or how to ship it.
0: They know nobody's been able to do any improv for eight months or so, and mm-hmm. people are trying to do it over Zoom and stuff, and it's embarrassing. It's bad. It's,
1: some of it is, yeah.
0: All of it is bad. Well, that's and, a hot take. And so I think they're just trying to give us some, you know, a, a little, throw us a little bone. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. So thank you to Tree Extends um, for letting us hone the craft there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like we said, today's episode is about Legends of the Hidden Temple. Wow. Just what is that? What What do you... What's the first
1: thing that comes to mind when you say those words out loud?
0: The first thing that comes to mind is this time in college where I think you were there, but a few of us got together <laughs> and watched reruns of it. And Chase we, was with us. And we gambled on the results. Yeah. We were betting money on Do you remember who, all who was, was going to win. I guess it doesn't matter to our listeners. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> just me. If you were there, you'll know. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, Legends of the Hidden Temple, it was a game show on the Nickelodeon channel. This is the second Nickelodeon game show we've done now mm-hmm. after uh, Double Dare. Yep. And, you know, that one led to a little bit of a beef with Mark Summers. Mr.
1: Summers was,
0: I would say, stone cold peeved. <laughs> he, was, he was upset. He was upset. He he felt like we didn't we didn't get it right we
1: and by it for some reason um it was it to him was the charm of the kids not being trained actors being idiots and to us there wasn't much charm it was just <laughs> kids that didn't know what was going on yeah, with yeah, a ten thousand right. dollar budget on a kind of a crappy show that ended up being like successful but you know one of the things was catch us marshmallow in a cone.
0: Yeah, I listen. The problem is, as people in our mid thirties, mm-hmm. it's not targeted. It, 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 that's not who it was targeted at, right? So I understand. Maybe his, they
1: were deterring the bit. creepy 30-year-old the pervs, men, thirty they they year old men. So they're because
0: like, they're like they're like, ooh, little kids. Let me watch <laughs> this. Oh, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the type of but the game show perfectly. is what turned them off. It was a it was a Chris Hansen type of situation. Yeah. Anyway, uh. Legend of the Hidden Temple it was on the Nickelodeon network from 1993 to 1995. Ran for three seasons, 120 episodes, 40 episodes per season. Wow. Kind of a lot. But it was it was hosted by Kirk Fogg. Big fan of Kirk Fogg. We can just
1: pass over him. He Whoa. was more to just like a... Wait, no. He was just sort of a,
0: an engine to keep it going. Kirk Fogg, he was kind of uh, dressed up like... If you wanted to dress up like Indiana Jones for Halloween, but you didn't think of it in time, so you didn't have the time to go buy an Indiana Jones costume, so you just kind of picked up whatever you could find really quickly to dress up as Indiana Jones.
1: I kind of got a more of a um, a crappy construction worker vibe.
0: He did have a big kind of tool belt uh-huh. situation going on. He yeah. was kind of... Uh, Maybe a Tim the Toolman Taylor, the t- but <gasps> bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah is that good that was very good (laughs) thank you thank you i honestly thought there was a beast in here
0: whoa um yeah so kirk fogg he was kind of dressed up like an indiana jones combined with construction worker Mm -hmm. man he he would wear his little khakis some chambray button short sleeve button down sort of things with utility equipment Attached. It
1: looked almost like a gun holster, like it just had two sides. Well, sometimes the kids got out of line, <laughs> yeah. and he, but he never pulled out. He just looked at him and kind of peeked out the. Yeah, he would just. He would just kind
0: of put his hand over it. And <laughs> they would they would snap right back in.
1: It's like when you get pulled over by a cop and you're fiddling with your hands too much inside the car. They kind of just reached their hand back there. Does that happen to you. Well, I do a lot of fiddling when I get pulled over. I get nervous, okay. So I I start opening everything in my car and kind of
0: I start cleaning my gun while I'm talking to him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple. It it was hosted by Kirk Fogg. and the but the other quote unquote host you'll recognize mm-hmm. is well the the actor's name was D Bradley Baker. It's uh, a good name. My cousin yeah. and. He played Olmec, who was the like guardian like, of the temple. Kind of like the, an early Alexa. <laughs> Olmec was the original Alexa. Yeah. Hey, Olmec, add dog food to my cart. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeez, guy. Once back in the world of ancient Egypt. No, 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 no Alexa
1: <laughs> off. I don't want to hear this again.
0: <laughs> so Olmec... Was kind of the driving force behind the show. Pretty much, he was a big, giant wall that had a face carved into it mm-hmm. that talked. Glowing red eyes. And glowing red eyes and explained the game and the, each of the challenges as you went throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And he would also tell you a story every episode. Oh, that's nice. Which was very nice. That was one. I, I actually have all of those. Uh, Recorded as audio files, and I play them while I'm getting in bed at night to, okay. to help put me to sleep.
1: I mean, that makes more sense. So- I was hoping you wouldn't say something like, when I work, it's my workout jam. <laughs> my, my, my workout jam. listen stems. to Oleg me stories. Amelia
0: Earhart flew a plane across <laughs> oh, the ocean, ah, but yeah. she disappeared. You'll try and find Amelia Earhart's compass, which she should have had if she didn't want to get lost. <laughs> so... And, and I'm doing bad bits here, but that was kind of the way the game worked. Every episode was themed to a different hidden treasure, basically. And some of them were quote-unquote real, and some of them were just completely made up mm-hmm. for the show. Right. Like it would be Amelia Earhart's compass or something like that. Yeah. So Olmec was the driving force, and there were six teams competing in this game. And they were each a team of two, one boy and one girl between the ages of 11 and 14. Mm-hmm. Those are the strict rules. You have to be a boy or a girl, nothing else. If, a, if this show came out now, they'd probably loosen those restrictions. Right, a little bit. Um, 11 to 14 years old. I would say your physical peak. <laughs> yeah, definitely my physical peak. There's
1: no <laughs> well, doubt about that. Mine too, for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, lots of energy.
0: Yeah, I I could run at least half a mile back in that age range.
1: If children zombies chase me, <laughs> Damn, they would not get a zombies. single flag yeah. from me.
0: So those teams, as always, were the Red Jaguars, Blue Barracudas, Green Monkeys, Orange Iguanas, Purple Parrots, and Silver Snakes. Yeah, And each team had their own shirt with a logo emblazoned on it of whatever team... The color that it mm-hmm. was and then the logo of that animal. Yeah. Kind of in a... <laughs> bless you i think that's our first sneeze on the podcast wow excuse it took me Took 17 episodes so those those shirts are pretty cool they're kind of like aztec inspired designs of this those was mayan inspired animals. mayan inspired mm-hmm. is that true okay mayan inspired were they i thought aztecs were in mexico i thought this was kind of more like mexican look,
1: look i got that on a very shoddy made documentary on youtube <laughs> oh.
0: All right, I trust a, it.
1: a voiceover
0: that was hard to listen to, so... I, I mean, and to be honest, there was a lot of mixed metaphors in this show. There were... Well, because there was, like, Medusa's lair was one of the rooms in okay. the temple. Yeah. And that's great. That's more mythology yeah, style. Yeah, exactly. So so there was, a, there was a lot of mix. And, I mean, all of the stories and stuff, I mean, there were some about, like, Aztec and Mayan rulers and things like that, but there were also some about... Amelia Earhart and the Medici family in Italy and things like that, whatever it was. So each of these teams, uh, again, six teams of two kids, they would start in the first event, which was crossing the moat of the temple. And it was just a swimming pool. Mm Mm-hmm. And With steam coming off of it. Because it was heated. Right, okay. <laughs> um, and it wasn't dry ice. They didn't have spill <laughs> The kids, if you fell into the dry ice, you got third degree burns. <laughs> so, and each episode, there were kind of different ways that each of you needed to get across the moat. So there might be a paddle board or a kind of like a surfboard with a rope going across that you yeah. have to pull yourself or there was sometimes like rope nets in the middle of it that you had to climb and jump and swim and the second person obviously couldn't go until the first person was done and some of those you had to like pass back the yeah. flotation device or whatever to the or like it's on a rope and you have to pull it back yeah. and then go so and then there was a uh a button yeah Easy. Smack. Easy. The easy button from the Staples commercial. <laughs> so, it was. so uh, across on your side, that when both of you got across, you hit that button, and the first four teams to do so advance, and the other two teams are eliminated and they go home with a prize pack of pixie sticks or something yeah. like that.
1: They definitely didn't get the telescope, that's for sure. No,
0: they are out. So, the top four teams advance past the moat. To the second round, which do you remember what it's called? The stinky snails. Close in that the first two letters were correct. Ooh. It was the steps of knowledge. Oh, this was the trivia section. Yes, the steps of knowledge was the trivia question.
1: And well, was it trivia or was it, was this the reading comprehension? It was reading comprehension. Okay, okay. there was
0: no real trivia in yeah. the game, it was basically reading comprehension. Right. So, this is the point where Olmec tells you what relic you are going after in this episode of the show, mm-hmm. um, whether that like, and again, some of them were kind of real things. Like it wasn't like necessarily the Ark of the covenant, even though this was clearly yeah. Indiana Jones mm-hmm. inspired minus Boulder. Yes. I, I wish there was a Boulder. Yeah, I, think I that would, would love a that. My make it better is Boulder. So I think there were some real things or real legends that they would use, mm-hmm. and then there are some things that they would just make up as yeah. they went along. So I, I uh, read an interview with one of the creators of the show, a guy named Scott Stone, which sounds like a fake name. Yeah, that's for sure sounds like fake. It might be, but... Scott Stone, dude. Scott did. Stone. <laughs> Or like a softcore porn star. <laughs> yeah. Starring Scott Stone. Scott Hard as a Stone. Hey, I heard you're having some car troubles. Brought my green monkey wrench. Um,
1: it's so bad.
0: <laughs> so, um, the he Olmec would at this point. Oh, so Scott Stone in in this interview that mm-hmm. I read, kind of said that he was inspired by the fractured fairy tales segment of the Rocky and Bullwinkle show, where they would do fairy tales with a twist on them, yeah. kind of some made up comical elements to it. And that was a lot of the inspiration for the made up relics that they would have in the game that people are hunting in the temple. Yeah. So at like we said, Olmec tells the story about the relic and about how the relic got lost or kind of the history of Amelia Earhart or the Medici family or Zeus or whatever it is yeah. in that time. And it's basically like a what, one minute long story yeah that he tells and then Kirk Fogg bad name Kirk Fogg asked trivia questions based on the one minute story Mm -hmm. that you were just told and there are four layers of steps and all four teams start at the top and they have buzzers but the buzzers this is cool I know they're in the ground so you're stomping on it with your okay. foot instead. Of what?
1: Do you, you know the downstairs neighbor hates us for making noise? <laughs> oh yeah. And so now you're just stomping on the ground. Does he?
0: Does he know that this is kind of important though? For yeah, I do. Purposes? I go down there and I go, "Hey,
1: hey, man, um, we're going to be recording our
0: podcast now. Yeah. So if you could keep your bitching to a minimum, that would be great. We'll pay him off from some of that sweet, sweet podcast cash. Mm. So you buzz in on the ground and you answer the question, which is. Again, if you paid attention for the one or... minute, it's just answer what they just told you. Yeah. Um so and and if you get the question correct, you get to go down a step. And they keep asking questions. And when you get three correct, you are now at the bottom and you have successfully advanced to the next round. You just get to chill. So you yeah, you you don't buzz in anymore, you let all the other idiots keep going. <laughs> yeah. And once two teams get to the bottom, it's over. The two other teams are now also sent packing. Maybe they get some LA lights or something like that as their parting gift. Which
1: you've essentially won at that point. What do you mean? LA lights as a dream prize. yeah, of course.
0: That's, that, that's phenomenal. All you have to do is make it across a little pool, and, <laughs> and you're set up for some LA lights. So the two teams that reach the bottom of the steps, they now advance— to the Temple Games. Mm. And this is kind of just little physical challenges that seem made up as they went along. Yeah. For, for the most part. There were three challenges. And in the first one, one player from each team competed against each other. In the second one, one the other players from each team competed against each other. And then in the third one it was a 2 on 2 okay. obstacle sort of thing. So there were things where kind of like a um a a balance or a scale where one person is on each side like and they seesaw. have to yeah, exactly and they have to work together to get this item into this place and and there's always some little story behind it about <laughs> how it ties into Zeus's golden thunderbolt that okay. you're looking for. It's always like Zeus always said that the scales of justice had to be in order for blah, blah, blah. Mm. So you get on these scales and get justice into the pot over here. Mm-hmm. And, and justice is like a ball, a foam ball. Yeah, exactly. And you'll get awarded one half of the... What was the thing called? It was like a the um, a token. Yeah, the, the token of... Um, Look it up. I can't. Token of justice? Era. No, it wasn't a token of justice. Is it in my notes? Why isn't this in my <laughs> notes? Um, you get the, the the half of the token. So in the first game, is playing for half a token. The second game is playing for half a token, and then the third game is playing for one full token. So there were two total tokens up for grabs. If you won all three games, you have two full tokens can you not find it i can't find it no i don't <laughs> think so it's i don't it. think it's called token. 20, so what's it's definitely not called uh tokens. the token it's um it's whatever it's oh my called. god
1: there's so many artifacts
0: you're, you're, yeah of course there's a lot of artifacts so um you each the point is the pendant of life is what it's called pendant so close. So you get a half pendant for each game and then a full pendant for the third game where it's the two-on-two. Two. And then whoever has the most pendants at the end of the three games is the winner. Mm-hmm. And if there's so there's no way for it to be decided after the second game. There's always the three games because you've only won one token and the other team can win one token in the third game yeah. if you win both of the first two. And if it's a tie, if one team wins both the first two and then the other team wins the third one, it just goes to a tiebreaker question and you have to buzz in and get it correct. Yeah. And that's it. And these pendants come in very handy in the final round of the game show, Mm -hmm. which is the Temple Run.
1: Right. Where there are pedophiles half-dressed chasing the children. (laughs) And if they give them the pendant of life, they will back off.
0: They liked this game show a lot better than Double Dare. (laughs) So, so yeah, the the winner is determined by who has the most pendants at the end of this segment. And the other people, maybe they get a telescope at this point. I Um, don't know.
1: Telescopes seem to be very popular for Nickelodeon.
0: So, they're sent off with their prize and then the remaining two people. They obviously have a minimum of one pendant at this point because the worst case scenario is it was a tie. So they go into the temple run. The temple is a, for the most part, two-story area of 12 rooms. There is one room that is two stories tall. That is the pit of despair Mm -hmm. that you kind of have to rope swing yourself across or jump down into the foam pit At the bottom. Yeah. And then there is the three-story section right after that. So there's three rooms next to each other there. And inside of the temple, each room has doors that go between them, whether sometimes it's climbing up from one floor to the other. It can be going across from from one to the next. It can be jumping down uh, from above. And... There are different locks on the door that open in different ways, depending on the room. Some of them you just have to find a button and press it. Some of them you have to find a key or, or a little way to get the doors unlocked. But whatever Constructing, the... Constructing a silver A silver monkey. A silver <laughs> monkey. Yes. So the, the artifact or relic is hidden away in one of those rooms. And they announce what room it is in. Like the shrine of the silver monkey could mm. be where... The relic is and each episode the rooms are locked in different ways so a door that might be open in this episode is locked in the next episode and you have to do something to get yeah. it. so, so it's always a unique challenge to get f- from one room to the other to uh make your way across yeah. the temple to the room that that the relic is in that you need to get to,
1: and maybe last episode or the week before there was a button you only had to gently touch and the door open. And, and then you have this to year, punch it a billion. Now you have to basically <laughs> headbutt it or judo chop it to it, get the door open.
0: Uh, so so I read I read a lot about how kind of shoestring this show was as mm-hmm. well, even though it looked a lot more well produced. I than... mean, the set was bomb. Yeah, the set looked awesome. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like even
1: it, like the the little weird
0: side challenges. I mean they they were the it, they looked great right exactly so so i'll i'll just finish the how you win the game so you one person runs in and you've got 3 minutes from when you enter the temple you have to get the relic and get it back out of the temple in 3 minutes yeah there are however across these 12 rooms 3 rooms that have a hidden temple guard in them. Mm. And if the temple guard gets you, you either have to give him a pendant of life to continue going, or you are out and your teammate now has to enter. Yeah. Of course, anything that you've unlocked is already unlocked. And once you get to the pendant, once you get whatever, or not the pendant, the, the relic, or whatever the, the special thing is, once you get that, the all the doors unlock, and the temple guard's all Vanish. Free-for-all sprint back to the front. Free-for-all sprint, you just got to get out as fast as you can. So you need basically like 30 seconds from the time that you get the pendant to yeah. just book it out of there. And so so there was some strategy in who you send in first. If you only got one pendant, who you give the pendant to. Because you could save, save it for the second person and have the first person just get eaten by the temple guards. And yeah. then the second person has the pendant now. And if you have a half pendant—so if you've, if you've won one and a half, the other half pendant is hidden in the temple. It's frequently, like, underneath something or yeah. inside a pot that you've got to break to get the other pendant. And so if you are able to get another half pendant, now you've got a full pendant. And you can basically each have a pendant that you get an extra life yeah. with. And so that way, since there are only three temple guards— you are insured of not getting eliminated via temple guard because the first person can use one, get eliminated. The second yeah. person can use one, and now temple guards are all out. So there's some strategy that goes into play there. Like we said, the show was a little bit shoestring. Uh, it was for for as cool and crazy as it looked, especially when you were a kid. It looked like amazing this magical temple that you. Run through.
1: Well, all you had to compare it to was double there. (laughs) Okay,
0: wow. So when Mark Summers is really gonna be upset when
1: you're when you're looking at those two next to each other, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, you're looking at a McDonald's single cheeseburger compared to a Five Guys double with bacon and grilled onions.
0: All right, fair enough.
1: That's solid. One of them's gonna give you way. Worse heartburn, but that's the better
0: one. <laughs> that's true. That is 100% true. So one of the things that I read was about Olmec and the design and construction of Olmec was they, they built this thing and they wanted it to be this big talking animatronic head on the wall. And apparently that was too expensive. They could not possibly afford <laughs> to make it animatronic. So what they did was they made the bottom lip out of rubber and they nailed a two by four to it. And uh, D Bradley Baker, the voice of Olmec literally stood right behind there with a microphone and his hand on the two by four and would just as he spoke to make the mouth move so that he would, Sink it as best he could with his own mouth movements. So
1: it was like a Jim Henson
0: situation. Yeah, exactly. But which is just like two by fours nailed to rubber.
1: Right. Which lips. that's what Elmo was. It first started as just a red <laughs> two by four. That was painted oh, wow. I didn't googly eyes.
0: I honestly, I hadn't, I hadn't read that. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Isn't that cool? That, that's really cool. So, and then the, so that you talked about the glowing eyes mm-hmm. of Olmec. So they first started doing it and they're, they, they, thought that he felt a little lifeless in their first like trial runs of it. And so they said, oh, well, let's make his eyes light up. And so they made his eyes light up, and they still felt it was a little lifeless. And they were like, it would be great if we could just make the eyes kind of flicker with his speech as well. So one of the producers on the show just went to Radio Shack and bought one of those, like we talked about having, strobe lights that reacts to music Uh and blinks to the beat of the music bought one of those and then just wired the controller of that into the lights that they had in his eyeballs so that it would just blink whenever d bradley baker did the voice of olmec talking so it was synced up with that i mean it was literally just like they're like I don't know, is there something we can find for $20 at Radio Shack that would let us do this thing we want to do?
1: And Radio Shack was like, we're going to be out of
0: business in like 15 years, so <laughs> yeah. take whatever you want. Yeah. So so that was how they made Olmec. And that was how a lot of the temple design stuff kind of happened. Uh, I, you said you watched a YouTube documentary about this. Did they mention that this was not originally pitched as Legends of the Hidden Temple? No. So... When this idea was first brought to Nickelodeon, it was a completely different show, but with a lot of similarities. Called Legends of the Show But it was Temple? called Secrets of the Haunted House. And there was Did a... Did Olmec exist? No, no, no. There was no Olmec. Okay. There was a haunted house, and kids had to run through this haunted house, and there were, like, ghouls and monsters that in the scary. haunted house. That sounds too scary. That sounds way too and scary. And so Nickelodeon says, we really like the idea, but we don't like having, like, monsters jump out at kids. No. Can... You find a different way to do it. And, and they kind of took some inspiration from Indiana Jones and things like that. And they were like, how can we keep the same general idea, but make it a different theme?
1: Yeah. How do we change it enough <clears throat> to not get sued?
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. It was, it was nothing like Indiana Jones, except for all the little tombs and trap doors and things like that, yeah. that were clearly inspired by Indiana Jones. And so <clears throat> there was like Medusa's lair was one of the rooms where you had to put snakes inside of Medusa's head to get the door to open up. Yeah. There was probably most famously the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Yes, Where it was an the impossible
1: puzzle of three it pieces. Was,
0: it was a base, a body, and a head.
1: And don't don't <clears throat> think... That it is that simple. It is truly, if you write it down on paper, it is that simple. But it is not
0: that simple to put together. So the base, you had to put on a pedestal.
1: Base was clearly to the base. Had Then, a big old then you swear. had to
0: put the body on top of the base. Right. And then the head had a big old spike going th- out that you had to put down. Right. And you had to line it all up so it looked like the silver monkey. I thought it was weird that there was a shrine of the silver monkey and a team called the green monkeys and a team called <laughs> the silver snakes. But anyway. Yeah. So the shrine of the silver monkey, you had to put it together, and that would open the trapdoor. Kids got stuck at the putting together the shrine of the silver monkey constantly.
1: I mean, there's a six and a half minute YouTube just straight compilation of kids silver monkey failing pills. the silver monkey.
0: Yeah, it it was ridiculous. And so again, I read this interview with Scott Stone, and they were asking him about people didn't win this show very often. Do you um, know how many people won? How many people? Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Do you want to know why? Why? Purely for budgetary reasons. Really? Yes. <clears throat> so, because the interview with Scott Stone that I read was that they didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was. Okay. When they made it, they didn't think that putting together a three-piece thing was going to be then a challenge. Then they shouldn't for have cut it like twelve-year-old, like kids. somebody that had Parkinson's.
1: <laughs> it was. It was. It was like it's such an oblong middle part that didn't seem to line up and the whole thing was the same exact color so yeah backwards and forwards was <clears> very <throat>
0: difficult to decipher right so so people really struggled with the silver monkey they also found that kids couldn't think straight because they were always worried about the temple guards y- yeah so because they said they would even they wanted them to win more so they would they started before the show they would do test runs with the contestants on the show each of the contestant teams had test runs of like here like go through here understand the layout understand how things work like they wouldn't tell them you know what doors are going to be locked and what what you have to do for that episode yeah but they would take them through so they could get comfortable with the temple and understand how it all works and they were like Okay, these kids understand this. This will be perfect. And then once they're in there, once they're running on a time limit and they're worried about the temple guards, uh-huh. their brains just break. And there's a live audience, like, loudly Screaming, cheering. Screaming, there's music blasting. Yeah.
1: And, and then it, you've got fog down there going,
0: oh, not get go that way. Nope, oh, nope, you might nope. want to. You've got you've to gotta put that. You've got to find the key here. You've got to. You're not going to get out without the key. No. Oh. Oh, oh, nope. Not that door. Not That's not it right there. Maybe go around. Hey, hey, idiot. Turn
1: around and go <laughs> down the ladder that's in front of your face, you dumb kid.
0: Yeah. I mean, there were some times where the, the kids, like I say, their brain turns off. And that's not just about not being able to solve a puzzle or whatever. It's like literally about not being able to walk in a straight line from one room <laughs> to the other for some reason. They really would struggle you with could tell some of the, kids the most froze. basic thing. Straight
1: up froze. Just yeah. it, like turning around. It was like a Sims that you like put in one room with no doors. It would yeah. just kind
0: of <laughs> turn from side to side and not know. I mean, it, it And would, then they would shit themselves and die. Yes, of course. It goes back to what I said about Double Dare sometimes where you would see in the Slopsicle course at the end where there's a timer and I felt like some of the kids don't have a sense of urgency. I feel like the same thing when I'm watching Legends of the Hidden Temple at times like, there's these dude, kids just, like, lollygagging their way fog through is the thing. Fog is a pistic, dude. <laughs> <laughs> these kids were just really struggling a lot of times to figure out how to walk from one room into the next. When there's just, like, a button with a door right in front of them. And they would get in their minds, like, oh, the way that I need to get to this room is going right this straight line. When, like there's open doors right here and you just go one room over and down into it and you're in yeah but they would just get in their head like no i don't it's there i'm here i don't know how to not go straight just like walking into the wall just hitting their forehead on the wall over (laughs) and over so as a kid i remember it being very frustrating at times to watch to be like oh i like i feel like i would like Study the tape in advance, you know, like, yeah. here, here's here's how I've got to do this. Here's here's the, the way I need to get from this room to the next Like I, I would be very you've got committed You would hire
1: a personal coach and you would go into a room and have <laughs> yeah. a whiteboard and kind of just uh-huh. Sharpie it out and then they would give me like, different scenarios, right? And then your your coach goes to erase it and he finds out he had used an actual sharpie and You're like, dude, what are you and he's like, well, we got to buy a new whiteboard and you're like, I, didn't, I don't have money for this. I just need you to get and He's like, well, you got me off Craigslist, which I think is a thing in 1993. Probably not, no. Like, you got me off the classified ads. Yep. And you end up doing your whole personal coaching session uh, fighting over how to get uh, markers that aren't permanent. Did that
0: happen to you? No. No. Nope. Nope. I mean, it just seems like a very oddly specific example
1: that to use. Could happen to anybody that hires someone off of classified ads. And then the lesson you just have to learn, don't read the newspaper anymore as a child.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm following. Okay, good. So yeah, that was, that was how the game was set up. That was how it worked. That was how frustrating it was as an audience member a lot of times. Um, and I also think it was weird for... For the popularity of Legends of the Hidden Temple that exists to this day, yeah, the fact that it only went for th- three seasons is a bit surprising in retrospect. Because, I mean, like, people dress up as... Because they've got the, you know, the shirts, of the, the team shirts, the green monkeys, orange iguanas, etc. Those shirts are... Anybody can buy them on Amazon or Etsy or wherever from probably some illegal copyright infringing knockoff.
1: Oh, so you hate independent artists is what you're saying?
0: No, I love independent artists when they create actual art and just don't, you know, knock off somebody else's work.
1: Well, art is kind of in the eye of the beholder, right?
0: Man, I had a really big debate with my wife about this recently.
1: Mm. Oh, because of you saw the Mario Etsy?
0: No, no, not that. Oh. I do did we did we talk about that? Yeah. The, how people All fair. But yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. How how people have like call themselves independent business people. And then they sell little designs with Mario and Sonic (laughs) the Hedgehog and stuff. And I'm like, you're just stealing somebody else's business and calling it your own business. You don't have the rights to do any of that. Um, But no, it was, we had a debate. I said, if I was a billionaire Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be an artist, what I would do is like buy really famous art And then transform it into something else like I would take,
1: you know, this is already a story. Hmm? Have you seen Exit Through the Gift Shop? Oh, is that the Banksy documentary? I've never seen it. Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. And it's not really about Banksy is the biggest like name in it. But it's about this guy that Banksy hired to make kind of like a documentary. And it was crazy because Banksy doesn't trust anybody. Okay. And so he hired this guy. He was a French dude to make a documentary. So the guy just followed him around and learned essentially how Banksy mm-hmm. does his stuff. But
0: you don't see Banksy in it because nobody knows who Banksy Correct. is, right? Okay. But this
1: guy knew him. Okay. And at the, he saw how successful this, this like guerrilla art stuff was. Mm-hmm. So he would buy pieces of art, uh, not super, super nice, but he would buy pieces of art um, and would do his own thing on top of it. And that spurred this whole... Thing from this underground guerrilla uh artist group that was like dude you're you're like carbon cup and you would also do multiple um iterations of it right so he's basically just like copy pasting his crappy art but he became super successful
0: so yeah okay that makes so this kid this french guy did that or yeah banksy okay the no french, the french guy because
1: okay. banksy was like what the hell did i gave you like Access into this world that nobody else gets. And then at the very end, you find out this documentary that he made was like a schizophrenic fever dream. It was just two second shots of different things. It told no story. It just looked like a, a crazy person. Okay, so
0: Exit Through the Gift Shop, the documentary, is a documentary about that. Correct. Okay, I thought the French guy made Exit Through the Gift no. Shop, no? Okay. So, yeah, so my idea was basically like I would buy like water lilies or okay. Starry Night or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then just use it as like a paper mache to make like a paper mache dolphin or something like that. I don't know. Like, not, probably not. A so dolphin. you would
1: ruin this piece of art and it? No, no, I'm, not, reshape I'm it.
0: not. I'm not ruining the piece of art. Well, if you turn it I'm into transf- mache, I'm transforming it.
1: You're ruining it. No, I'm transforming it. I'm, is I'm, it a
0: good dolphin or is it like a haphazard? Is, I don't know, is Starry Night a good representation of stars? Do fucking stars look like that? Uh, for somebody
1: who's on drugs? Yes. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> yes. But yeah, my, my perspective on it is all art is taking existing materials and transforming them to create something new. Mm-hmm. Like you're taking paint that was created somewhere else, you're taking a surface that was created somewhere else you're taking brushes that were created somewhere else but you're not taking different things
1: actual art to do something else but
0: who's to say that the paintbrush in itself isn't art
1: it's not it's a tool to make art
0: but what's the difference between you can paint a paintbrush on a canvas and then it's art but what about that guy that hung a toilet on the wall and that was art dadaism or whatever
1: he hung it on the wall that's the say he didn't just have a toilet sitting on the ground Right.
0: exactly and i'm taking and turning it into paper mache
1: I'm saying yours is is uh, cheating. Cheating? Yeah. Uh, so what ha- So, okay. If I think you do a really that,
0: great artist would support me.
1: If you do that, wh- like who? Who would be a great artist?
0: Uh, I don't know. Like all the dead ones. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that can't speak for themselves. But yeah. Trust I think me. I think this is what their perspective on it. This is what Da Vinci would say. Yeah. Or Donatello. Any of the Ninja Turtles. Right
1: huge art buffs, by the way. Didn't people yeah. didn't
0: know that? And it's funny. People thought they ate the pizza.
1: They would cre- recreate the pizza into something else. Like that's Donatello true. would have a, a bipolar freak out and would throw the pizza against a wall. And then they just kind of kept it on the wall. Cause they were like,
0: that's art. Hey man. I mean, I, I think, think it all just
1: t- comes down to if you were fucked up on drugs or if you have bad mental health, whatever you do is art
0: throughout your life. That's well, here's the, here's my problem with art. Mm-hmm. And And I did quotations very condescendingly, just so everybody quotes. When I said art, I don't have a problem with art. My problem is with art interpretation. Oh, 100%. Is that if you are a quote unquote artist, whatever you do is now art. And like. Don't you have to say it's art? Well, what, what I mean is like if Banksy draws a stick figure. Of a person with a gun to their head or something like that. Yeah, and it's like, but what Oh god, say? this is a profound meaning about like how capitalism makes Kills us all suicidal itself. and yeah. Yeah, 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 whatever. And but like if I drew a stick figure of a guy with a gun to head, just because I'm not already somebody that is known as an artist, it's like that's fucking a shitty stick figure drawing. Like you suck.
1: But your name kind of sounds like Banksy.
0: Baker. <laughs> <laughs> So you think I could get by based on I that think you with could. my stick figure drawing? Yeah. All right, I'll put it online. We'll see what happens. So, <clears throat> I mean,
1: that's the thing, though. It's you've got to establish yourself. I think it is more about the person. I agree. Because think about how many crappy movies famous people have made yeah. that people like. Oh, so good! It was like it was a it was like a a, a classic like cult film. And it's like well, cult films sometimes just mean it was bad,
0: right? And, Except but, but, Donnie Darko.
1: Donnie Darko was not bad. And it's a cult film. What if it was bad, though? Yeah, I mean, I'm not biased, but I, Jake Gyllenhaal is the best actor <laughs> in the
0: world, so. Um, so, anyway, this show, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Was art. Of course it was art. Olmec was art. But speaking of art, and speaking of cult favorite films, mm-hmm. in 2016... They made a Legends of the Hidden Temple TV movie. Not a game show. almost watched the entire thing. I watched the entire thing, and I I want to talk about it right now. Okay, good. So Legends of the Hidden Temple, the movie, 2016, Nickelodeon original TV movie. Not a game show, a movie. About a game show. In many ways. Based off a game show. Based off a game show, yes. So... Here's how this movie works.
1: before you start, is this gonna be another Last Christmas hot take? Or because Jonda said to me, and you saved my ass essentially, yeah. you're lucky Baker ruined that movie for me. Because I was gonna I was gonna watch it with us. Oh with you and me. You're welcome. And I was like, sucks. man. He's such a dick. That sucks.
0: <laughs> was she upset that I ruined it? Did no, she not really? She was she wasn't looking forward to it too much? No, I don't think so. Okay. She shouldn't have been because it was bad. Um <laughs> So yeah, I'm sorry if I ruined this for you. It's on CBS All Access. Okay. For some reason, and I don't know if this was somehow just through if you only if you have CBS All Access through Apple TV, but it was clearly an HD widescreen movie, but the sides were cut off so that it was in 4:3, and so things were just cut off at the edges every once <laughs> in a while, like the opening credits. I don't know some of the people's full names. I, don't I don't half know half their names. I was very confused by that, but. On every device I tried it on, the same thing happened. So, the movie starts very abruptly. Like, I mean, we are... So, it's three kids. It's two younger boys and, like, their 14- or 15-year-old sister. Right. And, like, a 10- and a 12-year-old boy or something and like that. And because Legend of the Temple had
1: uh, six teams of three, right? <laughs> oh, no, wait. Those teams There's of two? two? yeah. Okay, so we
0: were already not on the same we're page. We are already way off base here. So... And I mean, within ten minutes of the movie, they're locked in the temple, so wow, so the movie starts, and the le- the hidden temple is basically an amusement park in Mexico, and they're there on a family vacation. The parents go off to just do their own thing, uh-huh, as We've, you do as with, you do in Mexico yes. with children, uh-huh, and they leave the daughter in charge of the two boys, and they go to see the. Guided tour about the the hidden temple. And the tour guide, Kirk Fogg. Yikes. <laughs> so Kirk Fogg is old the, Kirk Fogg. Well, yes, yeah, 2016 Kirk Fogg. So Kirk Fogg is the tour guide telling people about the legend of the hidden temple. Mm-hmm. And the middle boy, child, is very into the legend of the hidden temple. Like he's done a lot of research oh. on, and after like the little performance by Kirk fog, he starts talking to him, you know, mano a mano nice about how he, you know, all, all the secrets, the secrets of the, of the hidden temple and the, the pendants of life and blah, blah, blah. And Kirk Fogg is like, wow, I can't believe you know about, you know, I've been doing this tour since 1995 and I've never heard anybody with this much knowledge about the hidden temple. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Can I go in? And he's talking. He's kind of flirting with him. A little bit. Uh, (laughs) And he says, No, it's sealed off. The last time some people went in there, they never came out. And then Kirk Fogg kind of alludes to the fact that he's been in there and he has a map. Okay. And so the kid has the map, and now him. And is his, it drawn on the back of an actor's resume? Basically. Okay. Kirk Foggs. And so him and his other brother are like wandering around. The sister finds them and is like, what are you guys doing? Boy? And they fall through a hole and end up in the hidden temple. Inside the hidden temple. They're in the hidden temple so now. So it's not hidden to them anymore. Right. They've found it. They've found the hidden temple. They quickly come across a green monkey.
1: An actual green? A green monkey. Animatronic? Yeah. Or- nope.
0: A monkey that... Is clearly post-painted green. Got it. And the monkey says, And then the younger boy is like, Oh, he says he's our friend. His name's Mikey. And the sister says, What, you speak monkey now? And he said, Well, I speak monkey and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Were the other things like iguana and jaguar? So, he, well, he specifically said not snake, though, because I'm scared of snakes. Because of Slytherin. Yeah, exactly. Because of parcel tongue. Yeah. And let me be clear. This is the only, I mean, aside from the whole setup of the temple, for these children, this is the only weird supernatural thing that is just glossed over the fact that this boy speaks monkey. Right. And then now they have a monkey with them the whole rest of the time that is speaking to this boy. Sure. It's just not explained other than him saying, oh yeah, I speak monkey. Uh Uh-huh. So that happens. Then they discover Olmec and he starts talking to them and telling them that he used to be the king of this civilization. Nice. Here in Mexico. And which the reason I thought it was all Aztec was because Aztecs were in Mexico and Mayans were more in South America. Yeah. So he was the king of this civilization, and he was handing the Pendant of Life down to his son to be the new king. The f-
1: a full Pendant of Life, or was a it full, broken in a half? A full
0: Pendant... Wait, wait for it. Okay. A full Pendant of Life to give to his son to be the new king. And his son was, like, baby Olmec? His son was named Zuma. Zuma? Zuma. Yeah. And so just during the ceremony, in barges his other evil son and... Uma. What? Boomba? His name was like Thark or something like that. Okay. And some like temple guards that had turned on the king and are siding with this evil son. Yeah. Because he wants the power of the pendant of life. Because it's like magic. Gives you some powers. Whatever. So Olmec throws the pendant to Zuma and Thark or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Throws a knife. That hits the pendant in midair, splitting it in half. Wow. And each son picks up one half. And Zuma is running away, you know, from the temple guards and his evil brother that are trying to get him and kill him to get the other half of the pendant. Yeah. And it is at this point that Olmec decides the only thing he can do to make sure that his evil son doesn't get the pendant and destroy the world, basically, is... To turn the entire civilization into stone. Yeah. Makes sense. Right. So he turns everything into stone. And now, if you go down the steps of knowledge, you are not allowed out of the temple until you have reunited the two halves of the pendant. Yeah. And once you do. (laughs) Hold on. Once you do reunite the two halves of the pendant, you have exactly three minutes to return the pendant to Olmec. Okay. And then you're allowed out of the temple. And then civilization is saved and all of the stone turns back into the people of this civilization. Okay. So boy wants to do it. Girl is very against it.
1: That's He's, like that's like back in the day when women were just written as like deterrence to the men's parts.
0: Yeah, but I mean also his plan is like let's probably kill ourselves and hers is like let's go find mom and dad who we then cut away to who are just in a hot tub somewhere like hope the kids are having as much fun as we are. This hot tub wow. is great like with swingers and stuff like that. But also, they can't go find mom and dad because they can't get out, right? No, they're allowed out at this point. <laughs> okay. They have to make so the determination. So it's dumbass
1: kid with his monkey who's like, let's do it. This is son.
0: Right. So the two boys go for it. And then the girl falls down the steps trying to stop the second Yikes. one. And then now they're all down the steps of knowledge. And they're all not allowed out unless they're able to reunite the pendant. Okay. So across their journey, they find things like a Red jaguar that tries to kill them, uh huh. Indiana Jones style traps of like darts shooting out across walls, mm-hmm. trying to kill you, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They eventually find the evil stone brother and they take his half of the pendant, which awakens him and all of the temple guards. Dude,
1: I, I'm sorry, I have to stop you. I do not give a fuck. You,
0: I, I rather hear your hot takes on this. Hold on, hold on. They come across the other colored animals, which... So, animals of color. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they come across the other animals of color, which the other weird thing to me is the green monkey becomes like their sidekick or whatever, and the others are just there, like either as yeah. a jaguar that's trying to eat you or snakes just that are as trying a to eat you. to the game show. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're going along until they finally get... To the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Mm-hmm. And they can't figure out how to put it together. Beautiful. <laughs> and we get a four hours later <laughs> of them still struggling. Best part of the movie. <laughs> I thought it was. By far. Of them still struggling to figure out how to put the Silver Monkey together. Oh, that's great. <laughs> together. So I thought that was great. Uh-huh. I appreciated that. Uh, and then while they're stuck in this room is when they figure out, they're not so different after all. And, well, you're such a good sister and you're such a good brother. Whatever. Anyway, they... Find the other half. They get it together. Meanwhile, the parents figure out he's missing. They get the Mexican police, the policia, uh-huh. to come, and they're like, "Well, I guess we're going to blow up the whole temple to get them out." Wow! And I can do that voice because my wife is Mexican. Uh, I don't think that's how it works. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: how is it any different? Be like, I know someone. <laughs> no, no, it's it's, it's fine. Okay, uh,
0: sure. they they've given me approval, the Mexicans, and so. The parents are like, no, our kids are inside. You can't blow it up with bombs. And they're like, no, trust us. We're going to blow it up with bombs. (laughs) Because for some reason, there's like a force field that we can't get inside. Uh And so the kids, they get the other half, whatever, you know, hijinks happens right before the bombs are about to go off. They get it back to Olmec. Now all of these people come back to life, except for Olmec, because by doing the thing that he did He's stuck as stone face man for eternity, but he had to make that sacrifice for so, his civilization. And now, in the year 2016, all of these hundred year old civilization people are just yeah, like yeah. living in a theme park. Sure. Um, which is a little not really addressed at, at any do point. Do you think
1: that they were told that they could have potentially turned into stone? Or do you <laughs> think they were just super <laughs> pissed so, when they came they like, back and they were what, like, How
0: long have I been stone for? What? My joints are killing me. Oh They're my like gosh. the tin man situation. Yeah. And so they, you know, and then now the temple is unlocked and the kids are allowed to get out. And then another funny part is the guy who was about to blow it up comes up to them and he's like, "Hey, sorry I almost blew up your kids." Uh and he's like, "You know, for as a reward for everything you've been through, how would you kids like to go to space camp? And <laughs> <In> <laughs> he, gives all, he gives them all tickets to space camp. Nice. And and then the little button at the end is now Kirkfack goes and explores the temple and he's talking to like Zuma, who's the king of the theme park now. Yeah. And he accidentally knocks over the silver monkey and the two of them fumble to put it back together and can't figure it out. Nice. Call back. So I would say as far as children's Nickelodeon channel original movies mm-hmm. go, I'd give it a thumbs up. Wow. Over Smart House? Well, that's a Disney channel original movie. And I think, yeah, I think probably better than most Disney channel original movies. I liked that... For kids, it was probably pretty enjoyable. And for adults, there was enough references yeah. to the game show that kept you sucked in. And it was an hour and five minutes long. Great time for a movie. Exactly. Exact great time for a movie that is dumb and stupid. You're not waste you don't feel like you're wasting time by yeah. watching it. So that's the Legends of the Hidden Temple movie, which was again a thumbs up from me. Just one thumb. One thumb because I couldn't see a third of the screen. <laughs> so, so CBS All Access, access needs to fix up? that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one and a third thumbs up. But yeah, I, I, I thought it, it had some great references. And then I know we're getting close to the end of this episode here, but however... Well, if we're going to do a minute and five, we've got five minutes left. An hour and five? An yeah. Yeah, hour and five. So that was not the end of the legends of the hidden temple because in 2019 yes it was announced yes that legends of the hidden temple was being rebooted stop it for adult contestants what on quibi oh no what quibi shut down what quibi quick bites yeah how could it shut down it was such a brilliant idea a subscription service where you just watch YouTube videos. <laughs> How could that not work? And only on your phone. Because nobody wants to watch stuff on a TV or a computer or an iPad. Yeah. They only want to watch it on their phone. Yeah, but... They, they so that didn't, that didn't work for no, some they reason? Don't
1: want, they don't want
0: that. They don't want that? No. Oh. Oh, because it's stupid and you can't only watch it on your phone and it's only 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. Oh, and it was like $10 a month. It was like this more expensive than Disney plus. Yeah. If anybody has time, you should read about it
1: because Quibi had every single piece in line to make it successful. One of the most successful producers in Hollywood got a whole bunch of venture capital together and everything was poised for success. A
0: lot of famous actors and Directors and producers. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why, because this guy has so much pull, because everything he touches is gold. This was his Jeffrey first Katzenberg' major failure.
0: Well, Quibi was an idea that could only come out of a corporate boardroom. Uh, it yeah. could only come out of people who look at graphs all day and say, "These <laughs> graphs tell me this thing," and not think about human nature or human behavior or human psychology. In any way at all because and they
1: they have nothing to 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 um they it's not like they didn't have data on how people consume media in the new age like they've had streaming services to right. pull on and be like well we know people like this because Netflix is super successful and Disney right. plus is successful because they have a pull of of a huge catalog
0: I mean the problem is again they just didn't understand because Before Quibi came out, they did a lot of promotion for it, like Super Bowl advertising and whatever. I think it launched in like April or May or something like that of this year. And so everybody was, for the most part, aware of Quibi. And I'd never found one person that was like, I'm interested in that. (laughs) Because nobody was interested in that. No real human ever thought, I wish I could pay money To watch nine minute TV episodes exclusively on my phone while I'm shitting. (laughs) Like it was, it was just made for an audience that didn't exist. They didn't understand that people watch YouTube videos that are 10 minutes because it's quick and easy and there's no commitment and it's free. Yeah. And there are literally billions of options out there. And you're good to go. People aren't what I mean. First of all, YouTube's subscription originals thing already failed before Quibi.
1: Yeah,
0: YouTube had an original thing, YouTube Originals or YouTube Red. Yeah, I think, I think it was so. called. Failed miserably. Yeah, nobody wanted that, and that's made by Google, a huge company that people already pay a billion subscription services. And Google to. also knows exactly how you think, right. and act. Right, exactly. Nobody wants to watch Reno 911 eight minutes at a time only on their phone. It just didn't make any sense at all at any point in time to a regular consumer. And they blamed it on the Pandy because people aren't out and about. Pandy didn't help. It didn't help, but it would have failed. Maybe it would have lasted another month yeah. without it. Because I. It's you can't... like. You can't even watch it anymore. It doesn't exist. Oh, all yeah. all the original content starring A list actors is just disappeared off Earth. And hundreds
1: of million dollars are now gone. Where did they go? No, it was a failed company. Nowhere.
0: But like somebody got that money.
1: Who got that money?
0: I don't know. Somebody. It doesn't just disappear, dude. It for, they lit it on fire. They oh, did an entire
1: bonfire of the money and it was they symbolic. called
0: it Quibi. Yeah, yeah. So. Legends of the Hidden Temple is not coming back on Quibi because Quibi doesn't exist, which is the real bummer of a situation Mm -hmm. for Legends of the Hidden Temple fans. But I'm a Reno 911 fan, and I didn't get Quibi because they put new episodes on there. Yeah, same. Because why would I get Quibi? So maybe somebody else will pick up this idea for Legends of the Hidden Temple. I mean, I love the
1: idea of adults doing it. Yeah, because they'll now they have no excuse
0: for r- failure. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, You're a adult. They grown better put adult. that fucking monkey together in a timely
1: <laughs> manner. I hope they make it like, okay, so the first episode they bust in and it's like, gotta put together the silver monkey. Look for the 20 pieces.
0: Yeah. Well, I know Kirk Fogg is probably, if he was going to host, because he's really done a minimal amount of acting work. <laughs> Dude, he did Legends of the Hidden Temple. He did Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yep. Oh, man. Very like he's got like four credits on IMDb, nice. which is kind of surprising because I thought he was a f- like decently energetic, inoffensive game show host. And the producers of this have made several other children's game shows, so I don't know if he just wasn't interested in doing it anymore, or maybe he wasn't a good what? worker. They didn't like working with him. But also, how him many
1: offensive game show hosts do you know?
0: Um, very few. Okay, <laughs> but that's why they're professionals, you know? They're yeah. Weatherman. 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 You always got to put in little digs at Sajak for some reason. No. I Kirk Falk has a podcast, by the way. Yikes. Well, I don't know. It's, well, I can't judge. It's probably got more listeners than we do. It's definitely got more listeners than we do. I wouldn't say definitely. 1,000%. Say- 1,000% <laughs> Kirk Fogg What fog is it about? I don't know. Is it called Game the Foghorn? And Ooh. he just calls people on the phone? Fog- <laughs> Should we pitch this to him? <laughs> if he's if he's got room in his schedule for another pod, yeah, so <clears throat> I thought I thought the show is great mm-hmm. i I don't know that there's a way to improve the show because a lot of the joy of the show is yelling at the TV screen when the people are struggling to make their way through the temple okay so i don't I don't want to make it easier. I want to keep it difficult. Uh, I want to fear the temple guards who they Got some bumps and bruises from some of those kids when they scared them as Did well. The kids fight back? What do you mean? Yeah, like like throwing up elbows and things like that at the temple guards. That's what you get for scaring kids. <laughs> Don't scare them. Don't just jump out at them. Ooga booga. So I think I think it this is like a solid four and a half buzzers. Wow. For me. I I quite enjoy it. Like I said, the movie was one and a third thumbs up it also i didn't mention it has quicksand in it which i always i always love a good quicksand yeah so uh it it had it it had it all yeah i
1: um my make it better was uh, the kids should be able to kick the temple guards in the shins or give the token to get away and, and not have to sacrifice their token.
0: So you should be able to use some self-defense maneuvering. Absolutely. Especially
1: if you run into the temple and the first thing that happens is a guard That pops is bullshit out. when yes, they're in the is. first room. That yes, is it is. That is bullshit.
0: I've, I always got upset about that.
1: Uh, make the shrine of the silver monkey pieces more distinct. So we don't have kids fumbling with a, a very easy puzzle. Some of them got it
0: together in a snap.
1: Sure. Uh, those kids... <laughs> were great they were great but they probably solvers. had seen the show quite a few times they probably had
0: their trainer at home making <laughs> replica silver monkeys uh-huh. uh
1: and I said I think that they should have expanded the budget or whatever reasoning they had uh, to at least thirty five percent of kids making it all right you 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 wanted to see more wins I want to see more wins because I felt I do
0: disagree with you a little bit I felt the hustle was there I thought most of the time it was it was just frustrating. Some of the time where I just saw kids like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> like no, that's not left. an option. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, there were definitely kids that just gave up. Yeah. But for the most part, I felt these kids hustled through this weird.
0: You have to. Yeah. You've three got three minutes, minutes to. Yeah. And if you're knocked out, the next person has to go and they're just making a beeline. Yeah. What do you think, boy or girl first? Um.
1: I don't know. Maybe girl.
0: Why? Because you think the girl's worse and you want to get her out of the way?
1: No. I just think that when push comes to shove at the end, if somebody is having to sprint, bolt through. i would rather
0: have that be the faster statistic. I'd rather have the
1: guy who's like, I would say less afraid of like getting hurt and just sacrificing his body as a, like a boy or a man does.
0: Yeah. Would you say that to Alex Morgan? Alex Morgan? The yeah. soccer player? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. This this whole thing was just a setup to make you sound sexist. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I
1: think it should be all-girl teams, and I think, you know
0: what? I'm going to go a step further. I think we should kill all men. All right. I think you and Jonda should watch Last Christmas tonight, and I hope she's listening, and I hope <laughs> she takes this to heart, because I've come around on it in the past How come few in minutes? Last
1: Christmas, it was the man that saved the woman.
0: Whoa. Yeah. That's what I thought.
1: You want to talk about sexist? Let's
0: talk about sexist movies. All right. Maybe don't watch it then. <laughs> yes, you maybe. got You, you got your out. <laughs> all right. That was Legends of the Hidden Temple. Whoa, buzzer rating. I think it would go all five. All five. All right. So this is like a 4.75 when yeah. you average us out. This is a quite highly rated. If you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? Good also, luck finding it. Good luck by the finding way. it yeah. because this is another thing that I, this is another, uh, I don't know what word, what idiom I'm trying to use here, but something that's stuck in my craw a little bit, a pain point. I don't understand why somebody like Nickelodeon, they have a thing called Nick hits that is a subscription service Mm -hmm. that has a lot of Nickelodeon classic shows on it. They also have CBS all access, which CBS Viacom owns Nickelodeon. They also have a lot of Nickelodeon shows on CBS all access. Like I said, that's how I watched the legends of the hidden temple movie why aren't they dumping this shit on there like you have these they're rerunning on oh you can watch them on pluto tv there's a channel according to a lot of google Mm. searches
1: that led and and we did kind of see today that my searching is not top par okay or up up to speed (laughs) Up up to par yeah up to par i i um I saw it. it. You know, when you Google something and it, you, what you're Googling comes up in the search results, mm-hmm. but then you click on it and it takes you to like just the
0: base website and you're like, oh, I got to go search for this now. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Okay. Couldn't
1: find it. Apparently, Pluto TV's got it.
0: Okay. Well, you remember my rant against um, quote unquote small businesses and Etsy artists that Correct. steal uh, intellectual property from corporations for their well being? If you want to watch it, there's some bootleg copies on YouTube. How dare you! I'm just saying. I'm not recommending it. You're right. I think it's wrong and evil. Sure. Evil. Yes. And you will go to hell. Okay. But they are, there are some episodes on YouTube that you can track down if you're so inclined. Yeah. Anyway, this has been another episode of Come On Down the Game Show podcast. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, at Come On Down Show. Email us if you want. Who's going to email us? If you're um, Extends the Tree Company. Tree Extends. And you want some more sponsorship, come on down show at gmail.com is how you can get in touch with us. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Don't forget to check out Foghorn. Uh, is that what a foghorn sounds like? Uh,
1: <laughs> it's more of like a boat. I guess, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a foghorn. Uh, 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 uh. No, that's Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs>